Can we continue a little more right there? Lord, we thank you. Lord, we love you, God. The Lord is so good, so mindful. You can be seated. I, I just want to give honor to the Lord because I've been struggling the past couple of days with what um, I have prepared. Um, but today, after the word has gone forth from all the different ministers, I, I do feel like God has a word for us today and has confirmed some things. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> it's going to remove my first full page because it's a list of everyone that I was going to honor. But <laughs> Bishop, uh, Bishop asked not to do that. Um, but it is very important to honor our bishop the way that we do. And we are truly blessed with the man of God that we have here Um, The Lord has a mighty work for this body, not just because of, you know, who we are, but because the man of God that has been placed here for this body. This is a true man of God, true man of God, an apostle, God's elect. He is an overseer of the highest regard. Amen. We don't worship man. We worship God. But there is spiritual significance in honoring the man of God that God has placed in our lives and submitting to him, not because man says to, but because God says to, because God has called us to. Amen? Bishop, I apologize for doing that. It's part of what I'm speaking, so don't be mad at me. Um, You know, along those lines, in 1 Timothy 3, you don't have to go here, but We've been hearing about Paul and his writings, and Paul writes about the qualifications of an overseer, of a bishop. You know, he lists numerous things, all of which are that are are good, all of these qualities and qualifications of a bishop. But in verse 6, the one thing that stands out to me is that it says that he is not a novice, lest being puffed up with pride that he fall into the same condemnation as the devil. I come here this morning to tell those that are watching and anyone that may think so, Bishop James Jackson is not a novice. He has not puffed himself up. He is not a hireling. He is not afraid to preach the full truth, all the truth, with authority, the authority that God has given him. God is moving mightily in this this time, church. He is leading people to this man of God, to this body, people of every nation, and not just people that don't believe or have no background with the word of God, but people that are seeking more, people that are praying for a body such as this. They are looking and seeking for a bishop that is totally submitted to the will of God, who loves people more than his own gain. We are in the last days, the last of the last days. There are many, many distractions that have come forward, many things that have tried to take our mind and our eyes off of God. I just want to read something. You don't have to go here. And Bishop, if I'm out of line at any time, please. 1 Timothy 4.1 in the King James Version, verse 1. Now the Spirit, Spirit speaketh expressively that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, and doctrines of of devils. Verse 2, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. The Bible says a strong delusion, 
Sister Ruth has said, don't let uh, your mind be tuned into another voice. Today she said that there's only one voice for this body. Be careful who you listen to, church. Be careful who you seek a word from. You may, you, your family may have the most pure intentions. And we do have the, pure, the most pure intentions. And the word has been delivered here abundantly, rightly divided. The pasture has never been greener. Amen? Now, with that being said, First UPC isn't the only church that's going to make it to heaven. There are churches, though, that have let go of a few things, have let go of a few things in God. They've allowed some things to enter, allowed some things to enter the church that were never intended to be there. So the enemy has worked in, it's worked its way into the body and has been allowed to dwell there long enough that it has become part of the identity of that church. Brother Barlow once said, Brother Barlow, I love you. I miss you. God's doing great things with you and God's going to continue to do great things and a mighty work in New Mexico. I believe it. Brother Barlow preached one time and he said this quote that I wrote down and I go back to it and I read it every now and again and the quote says that it, um, he preached and said that if the church brings things or if we bring things from the world into the church, we will be like Samson not knowing when the spirit of God has left us. Everywhere you look, people are turning away from God, turning away from the church. God's body, God's people were being tested and in some places were being persecuted can say, church, that that is why God has appointed an apostle here for this body, a bishop to lead with God's instruction. He's appointing leaders, liaisons, pastors, bishops around the world. And we are seeing that promise come to pass here now. And the Lord is moving and he is moving fast. Amen. The prophetess, uh, Sister Massey, said that the Lord has called Bishop and the others that are sent out under the submission. It was and is the hand of God. Where God has called Bishop to go, to step foot there, it is because God has a plan for those cities in his kingdom. God has drawn other works, other men and women of God to this body and will continue to do so. I know we're praying and believing for the state of Michigan. and There's going to be more. There's going to be many other states and nations coming. Sister Ruth said that we will never be able to number the amount that are a part of this body and how many people will be affected. I said all that to say, you know, we need to be submitted to this man of God so that we can partake in the things that God has for us, for him, for this body. Amen. Let me go to 1 Timothy 6, verse 1. Forgive me if I'm all over the place. I, I wish I could be as eloquent and well-spoken as some that you've heard today. But I believe the Lord is trying to say something here this morning. Verse 1, let, let as many servants as under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor. The name of God, that the name of God and his doctrine be not blasphemed. 
Verse 2, and they that have believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather do them service. Because they are faithful and beloved, partakers of the benefit, they, these things teach and exhort. We just heard that we must do bishop service. The Lord spoke to Sister Hildebrand and said, Sister Ruth, also do service and to strengthen. Verse 3, if any man teaches, teach otherwise and consent not to the wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and to the doctrine which is according to godliness. Verse 4, he is proud, knowing nothing, but, but dotting about questions and strifes of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railing, evil surmising. Verse 5, perverse disputing of men of corrupt minds and destitute of truth, supposing that gain is holiness. From such, from such withdraw yourself. Withdraw yourself means to draw away from, to depart, instigate. Instigate to revolt. We are so blessed here, church, to have a man of God that believes, that has not wavered in the face of adversity, holding on to doctrine so that we may be equipped. He is also standing in our stead, not only spiritual, but in the physical. It was amazing to see what happened this morning in prayer with the Gallegos family. Brother Gallegos, I'm praying for you. The church is praying for you. God's going to do what he says he will do. Amen. going to give a quick testimony real quick. Um, my job set a deadline um, for February 5th of 2022 that um, every employee must be vaccinated, fully vaccinated. I asked Bishop for a, uh, for a letter of uh, religious exemption. He, he had said that if anyone was needing a letter that, to ask for one, that he would write one out. Um, and so I went to go and submit that letter of um, exemption. And a lot of other companies give you the option to either turn in the letter, you know, in hard form or scan the letter. That way, you know, they could see what the letter says. But with my, for, with my job, for some reason, it made it to where you had a 4,000-character box and you had to type it in. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, you know. But, you know, I was like, okay. And so, you know, Bishop handed that letter to me. Those are Bishop's words, and I'm going to put in Bishop's words on this application. I'm not going to type my own thing. I can't come, with, come up with anything greater that the man of God has, has said. So I type in the letter word for word, verbatim, into that uh, submission. Submitted the, submitted the letter a month later. It took a month. A month later, I got the email saying that I had been approved for that religious um, exemption. And that, 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 that's okay that you clap. And that is an answered prayer right there. Um, but those words were not my words. Those words were Bishop's words. In that email, it read, we, as in the company, have determined that you are eligible for exemption. They may think that they determined, but God determined. Man does not hold your value Man does not determine whether or not you are approved or disapproved by God. God determines that. Hallelujah. Out of my entire reporting office, uh, we don't have to go every day, but 
we report to an office in the mornings. Out of my entire office, there's 60, 60 guys there. I was the only one to get approved out of 60, just from what I knew in that moment in my garage. 60 guys, out of 60 guys, one was approved. As of today, as far as I know, out of in the entire San Antonio area and surrounding cities and my company, in, in my position, I'm one of five guys that got approved. Hundreds of guys, dozens of people, tens, a lot of guys, I don't know the exact number, have submitted exemptions, but out of five guys, I was one of them that got approved. Somehow, we weren't really supposed to disclose this information, but somehow they found out that I had gotten approved, that my coworkers had found out that I got approved, and some had approached me and, and asked, you know, what did you say? What made your letter special? See, everyone there knows that I go to church and that I believe in God. And I told them that, I told them that God had told me from the day that I had asked for the, for the letter, God had told me that I was going to get that exemption, that it wasn't even going to be a problem. Because at that time, at that time, I was the only one working full time. I was the breadwinner for the family. And had something happened where I lose my job, we would have been in a situation where we would not have known what we were going to do. And that flooded me. That came into my heart, and I just dwelt on that. And the Lord said, don't worry. I have determined that you are approved. I have already gone before you. I've preceded you. I knew that God was going to approve that letter. And that's exactly what I told them. I told them that it happened not because of man. But because God did, God honored the words that I submitted that day. God honored, God honored the person that submitted those words. God honored, excuse me. God honored the words that were submitted by the man of God. God honored because I took a stand because I was willing to take a stand. For those of you that have requested a letter because you truly feel that God has told you to not partake in this. I will tell you that the Lord will honor that. The Lord will honor you trusting in him. We were in verse five. Verse five, perverse disputing of men of corrupt minds, destitute. How much time do I have? Am I, am I, good? I, I had lost track of time. Okay, um, so perverse disputing of men, corrupt minds, and destitute of the truth, supposing that, the, that gain is holiness from such, withdraw yourself. Withdraw yourself, draw yourself away to depart, instigate, to revolt. There are many people that are longing for what we have here. My heart has been heavy for these people all over the world. I'm sorry if I get emotional, but I just want to take this time to my good friend Ryan, if you're, if you're watching, sir, the Lord is calling you. We spent a lot of time together talking, and I'm praying for you. I've been praying for them that, that they would remove themselves from such men that we read about in verse 3 and 4 and 5, lest they suffer the same fate. And if you're listening to this and if you see this, the Lord will open a door for you. 
He will reveal things to you that you have been praying for. The word of God is still true, church. Repentance is still necessary. Baptism, full water submersion is still necessary. Infilling of the Holy Ghost is still necessary with evidence of speaking in tongues. Jesus said, except a man be born again of the spirit and of the water, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. We must hold on to these things. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word will go forth and will not return void. Amen? Amen. So I just want to read. I I'm, know I'm, I'm all over the place. Um, but if we just read Galatians 6, 8, and 9, further confirming what we just finished reading. Verse 8, Galatians 6, verse 8. For he that soweth to his flesh shall, shall reap of the flesh, and of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth of the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Verse 9, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. We've been hearing this. Every person that's been up has, has been saying this. If we continue, if we continue to work, yeah. Sister Kristen, if we faint not, Brother Andrew, if we faint not, faint in Greek there means to loose, to release, to relax, to grow weary. Specifically in verse 9, what we just read. It means faint of the soul in discharging the responsibilities. New King James Version says not to lose heart. We must endure the temptation. We must endure the hardship. We must not faint. We must not let go of these things. God has called us, this body, for a mighty move unlike nothing we've ever seen before. Again, we'll be jumping around. Please visit this after. If you feel lost, my wife, I was reading this to my wife, and my wife was like, you need to slow down. People are going to get lost. People are not going to really understand what you're trying to say. Um, we could jump to 2 Timothy 2 here. Here at 2 Timothy 2, Paul is encouraging Timothy to be strong in grace that is in Jesus, to endure hardship. He's telling Timothy this because living for God is not going to be easy. Living for God is going to... Uh, uh, need a sacrifice. It's going to cause um, enduring hard times. In uh, 2 Timothy 2, he likens living to God uh, to being a soldier, pleasing those that have made him a soldier. He likens it to an athlete practicing, you know, to play his sport. It's going to take a, it's going to take a sacrifice. Second Timothy 2.15 is the scripture we're going to. Verse 15 Study to show thyself approved unto God, a good a workman, which we just heard, that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the truth. Study here means, in the Greek, to make an effort, be prompt or earnest, to hasten to do, to do a thing, to exert oneself, endeavor, and to give diligence. To show means to make apparent, to present yourself, approved, acceptable, tried. Tried here means something that has been proven proven by the trials, proven by the suffering in and out of season, proven in the blessings, proven in the storms, tried and shrewd, the approved are those that endured, church. To study, to study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman, a laborer in God, a servant of Christ, that needeth not 
be ashamed. Do not be ashamed what you are going through, church. Do not be ashamed what you have gone through. We who are called by his name claim the victory by his name. Amen. Where we are going, where we are, it's going to be a battle. But he precedes us. It's going to be a battle, but the Bible says he, his train fills the temple. He's already won. Amen. No, I feel like I'm all over the place, but if we go to 2 Timothy 2, 19, verse 19, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. And this is the part where I wanted to get to. And I'll, I'll hurry up. I'm, I'm hurrying up. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Foundation here in Greek meaning something put down. In 2 Timothy 2.19, what we just read, where the foundation of God is the foundation laid by God, not by the church. This foundation is not an actual foundation, a literal foundation, but Christ himself upon whom the saints are built. The body is built by God. God places, God removes and to go back on how we started, God has placed Bishop here. God has placed Bishop, called him, commissioned him to preach the word to this body. Man did not lay that foundation of God. God himself is and is and laid the foundation. Amen. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, standeth to remain, to remain true, to stand sure, solid, stable, strong, having this seal. The word seal in Greek means a signet, protecting from misappropriation to keep from being taken unfairly. The stamp impressed as a mark of privacy and, and genuine, genuineness. In verse 19, the firm foundation of God standeth having the seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, is indicating ownership, authentication, security, and destination. And let everyone that nameth the name of the Lord, depart from unrighteousness. We stand on the foundation of God, the truth, the whole truth. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Amen? And uh, we're not going to go there, but in Acts 20, Paul is speaking to the Ephesian elders. And the same stands true today, that the enemy is seeking to destroy us from within. Men will come and speak perverse things and twist things, undermining the shepherd like wolves seeking to kill the flock. They will try to draw disciples. They will try to draw people away unto them. The enemy will try to infiltrate the church and change the doctrine to divide and to confuse. But enemy, if you're listening, the Lord has made us aware of your tactics. It will not work. It will not work. The Lord will keep us, and in due season we will reap. I encourage you to not grow weary. The time is near, church. We must be ready. Paul says, in season and in out of season, for the Lord will come, the time has come. Well, uh, Paul says that in season and out of season, for the time will come that, the, that they will not endure sound doctrine, but the Lord is faithful. Amen? Amen. I have to hurry. If we can go to uh, 2 Timothy 4, 17, 18. 
verse 17, but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. He also, uh, there at the end of the verse, also I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion, verse 18, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. The Lord will keep us, amen? His promise will remain if we remain with him. The word death in verse 11 means in Greek to be in company with, spiritually associated with, and we hold on to the responsibilities bestowed to us as a people of the name. We must walk in the impartation that Bishop prayed over us. Reverend Hildebrand spoke saying that we must not neglect the gift that God has given to us, holding on to doctrine, rightly dividing the word, drawing away from false teaching and those who speak them. If we remain in him, we shall live in live with him verse 12 we will suffer suffer temptation and hard times but we will endure the lord says that we will reign with him to reign with him reign in greek there means to reign together as believers in the kingdom of god the last part of that greek definition is to those that endure again reaffirming his promise in closing church second uh, timothy 219 and this is our key verse here the foundation of god standeth Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. The word knoweth there means to know, to, to have knowledge, to be aware. But in this, in this verse specifically, the word knoweth is used in what is called the Greek aorist tense. Aorist tense, that's A-O-R-I-S-T, aorist tense. How we have past and present tense, the word knoweth is used in the aorist tense. Aorist tense is used to describe something that has happened in the past. A past tense verb that, verb that describes an action that has definitely taken place. However, that action that has definitely taken place has an indefinite duration. So what's this action? That the Lord knoweth them that are his. Can I say that the fact that the Lord knoweth them that are his is still in effect? It is an indefinite duration. It's not just the past tense, the future tense, the present tense. It is indefinite he still knows you he's still aware of you he's still mindful of you same way that he did in scripture and when where we read the same way that he did when you're at your highest point the same way that he did when you were at your lowest point even though we may feel that we've gone too far things things are out of hand god is still there the lord knoweth them that are his amen we, re we read in galatians that in due season we will reap do means private, one's own, pertaining to yourself. Your time is coming, church. Just want to encourage you, your time is coming. Your due season approaches. Do not grow weary in doing good. And I'm finishing, but if I'm just going to, if we could stand. I'm going to hand this off to, to brother, uh, brother Ernest right now, but I just want to pray right now. Can we pray real quick? Lord, right now our prayer is that we show ourselves approved, Lord, holding steadfast onto the foundation that you've laid, holding on to your word, God. Lord, continue to strengthen us to walk in your will. Lord, we want more of you. We want to go deeper, God. Lord, we thank you for the man of God that you've placed in this body. Lord, we thank you for the man of God that you've placed for us here, God. Let us be in one mind, one accord, Lord Jesus, I mean, thank you for everything that you've done, Lord, all that you're doing and everything that you're going to do, God. In your beautiful name we pray.